Hello and welcome to Straight Talk, Supply Chain Insights, the podcast for your supply chain leader who is on the go and wants to be in the know. And now, your host, Laura Sassiri. Welcome to Straight Talk with Supply Chain Insights. My name is Laura Sassiri. I'm the founder of Supply Chain Insights, and today it gives me great pleasure to introduce Allison Fowler. Allison is one of the leaders that I think of when it comes to network design, the use of design tools, and Allison currently works for Medtronic, where she is implementing network design as a concept, and she's also a speaker at the Supply Chain Insights Global Summit. So, Allison, welcome to the program. Thank you, Laura. Glad to be here. So, Allison, tell the group a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, I'm the Senior Director of Global Supply Chain uh, Network Strategy, Innovation, and Transformation at Medtronic. Uh, Medtronic's a, a global healthcare technology company. We make life-saving devices ranging from pacemakers, insulin pumps, even to the ventilators that have played a major role in, in saving lives during the pandemic. And prior to Medtronic, I was in supply chain software and consulting world. I spent about seven years at Lamasoft from the time it was less than 100 people doing a variety of roles, always focused on bringing solutions to customers that solved unique supply chain and manufacturing problems uh, during that that time. And then prior to that, I started my career in industry at Frito-Lay and then spent some time at PepsiCo Global. So how many years doing design work would you say? I mean, you don't have to give away your age. You probably started at age two, right? But (laughs) 15 plus years doing network design. Yeah. And And a lot of different types of supply chains, especially when I was at Lamasoft. And how has network design work changed for you over that period? It has become much more automated in terms of data, the tactical data work, right? Preparing the data, cleansing the data. That still exists, but that piece is more automated as well as just faster. The processing power, obviously, of computers in the last 15 years has become much faster. So, you know, ability to run more scenarios, evaluate various scenarios has become much easier. And then I'd say in the last really three to five years, but even more so in the pandemic, it's also become more focused on not just cost. You know, the first 10 to 12 years was highly cost focused. And I'd say the last three years have been more risk and resiliency, more you know, business continuity, as well as sustainability and looking at emissions. So Allison, you're going to be speaking at the Supply Chain Insights Global Summit about the work you've been doing at Medtronic. Can you kind of wrap that up in like a short story for the audience? Sure. Yeah. So we use network design to do what we call flow mode and node optimization. And usually when people think of network design, they definitely think of the node, right? Designing the physical locations of manufacturers, distribution centers, forward stocking locations, whatever that piece of the supply chain you're designing. But we think about it much more than node. And and we also think about it as something that needs to be ongoing. So the flow and the mode part is looking at different flow paths that you can use to get to the customer eliminating long lead times, eliminating higher costs and and inventory and working capital associated with 
multiple stops along the supply chain. So that's what we call the flow part. And then mode is, you know, evaluating different modes that have various emission, you know, moving to ocean, reducing emissions, reducing costs in that area too. And really what we found is if you're waiting, you know, the two to three years, sometimes five years that people are doing that traditional network design, you're waiting too late (laughs) Um, and you're leaving a lot on the table, especially when it comes to the flow and the mode and, and really, you know, looking at, like I mentioned, cost, sustainability, risk, business continuity and service as, as those key criteria to make the decision. So Allison, you know, you've been a student, you've been an implementer, then you went to work for a technologist, and now you're back as an internal consultant implementer of sorts. What have you learned in that transition? I, why is network design not more widely used? Because I think it's just such an important kind of tool in our arsenal Only 9% of companies actually design the flows of their supply chain. Tell me why you think that is. Why is it so hard? Yeah, I think the two pieces to that. There's a lot of change management that goes around changing these types of things. Node, especially node, right? Uh, Different buildings or moving locations. It's a a lot of change management. Flow changes, especially in a, a regulated field like where I am, you know, can take a lot of a lot of governance and change management that's required. And so they're big projects, right? And so that's one piece of it, I'd say in terms of, you know, when you do the analysis, the the outcome is something that's going to take a lot of work to do that change. So you have to have leadership and and people that are ready to take on that. And then the the second piece is honestly, the, the talent, right? The, we're all in a talent crunch right now. This type of talent is, you know, hard to find and hard to keep and, and maintain. And as the technology has gotten easier to use, and there's various, you know, ways to, to use the technology and, and, and easier uh, for the user, but the ultimately, you know, you need to understand that true full end end supply chain and how to do data work and how to, you know, understand the algorithms and the optimization engines. And so that's a, a big piece of it too. So what would be your recommendation for somebody who wants to embark on a similar journey? Somebody wants to be Allison Fowler. I would say, um, you know, I'd say a couple, I think three, three pieces. So when you're approaching, you know, when I used to do this in the consulting world and then now even in industry, setting those, you know, clear mutual goals up front, right? So if your goal is to reduce costs, if your goal is to improve service, if your goal is to improve sustainability, risk, uh, all those things, you know, finding finding a leader who, uh, you know, can get on board with that and isn't afraid of the change is a key. And then I'd say starting your data, right? I feel like data is always a block for almost any supply chain project that you're trying to do. But start now, even if your data isn't perfect, right? Data exploration, cleansing, making assumptions are all an important part of the journey. So don't let that be a a deterrent to to moving forward in in that journey. And then getting the right team. You know, a lot of times I mentioned the talent piece earlier, network modelers are a must, um, but you also need translators. We, We call them translators, people who speak the business and the technical. I think even when I think about 
my career is is bouncing between the business and the technical has allowed me to kind of be be able to speak to the business leaders, get the alignment on the goal, and then relay that back to the technical team, the modelers, the data, the IT team, right? So that you can can go build that model and that solution. Check with you, Allison, on a couple of things, because I think you're a super translator because you've been on projects where you've worked both. On the business side, my observation is people aren't clear enough on the goals. So let's say supply chain excellence or let's say cost, but that's not good enough for a design project, right? You got to say, you know, are we talking about the lowest functional cost, the lowest total cost, the lowest margin? You know what I'm saying? And most people won't go into those kind of details. Do you find that as a problem? Yes, definitely. Aligning what, yeah, specifically what costs are we talking about? And also the trade-offs, right? When we're in a, a global company that has all kinds of P&L ownership in various places, there's lots of different goals, right? On, on reducing costs. And so being specific about, hey, we're going to make the best decision end to end. And a lot of people, companies aren't set up to think that way either, right? Organizations are functional. So that's another role of that network design team is to bring together the cross-functional leadership across multiple P&Ls and multiple decision makers to say, hey, this decision might affect someone negatively and someone positively. <laughs> and, and we all need to get on the same page that ultimately the best decision for the company is that end-to-end, you know, total landed cost. And so that's that's a big part of the upfront brainstorming and, and goal setting for each of these projects. You know, so I have some leaders that say they want to be efficient, agile, agile and resilient. And when I say, what does that mean? They can't answer it, but they want to be all three at the same time. And I'm like, the engines, those are very different objective functions, right? And we've got to define them. And that level of specificity and understanding, I just find missing in the industry. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Um, specifically, being able to align on which goal that they're trying to trying to meet. Thank you for being the speaker. And I look forward to seeing you at the conference. And it's great wisdom that you have for folks. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Mm-hmm.